0: Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour,
1: where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Hello and welcome back to the Nerd Hour, the Broadcast Nerd Hour.
0: I was hoping you were going to save that toward the end there.
1: I did that on purpose, did you not like that?
0: I, I thought it was intentional. I mean, I, I didn't think it was intentional at first.
1: No, it was. I was trying, you know, you have your little intro. I was trying to have one.
0: Are you trying to make one that I equally don't like as much as you don't like mine? A little bit. <laughs> a
1: little bit. I was trying to make it a little corny.
0: Well, corny goes perfect with what we are talking about today. Because we are talking about the Spider-Man 1 and 2 homie mcguire spider-man at that so we are going back so i'm gonna just say being that we're investing at this point we're probably gonna go all the way through with the spider-man movies i think it's only fitting but i
1: think i think you're jumping ahead we're we're not talking about the one percent
0: we can talk about we
1: should talk about the one percent
0: let's talk about the one percent like
1: what's going on in our our world
0: um I'm building a trailer.
1: You're building a trailer out of an old boat trailer. Yes. Which is pretty cool. I am.
0: If you hear a whistling in the background, it's Destiny's computer that sounds like an airplane taking off.
1: I do have to do some work on my computer while we're sitting here recording. (laughs) So, one really cool thing that we're doing right now is we're drawing different tasks each day for 30 days. To show the our, the other one how much we love each other. And it's all things like I wrote things down that Dakota is drawing to do for me and vice versa. So that's been pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. Even though you like essentially forced me to bank one last night that I couldn't use
1: I did not force you (laughs) to bank it, but you wanted to watch Spider-Man too.
0: Well, I thought it was important for the podcast today.
1: Well, here we are.
0: Our people need to know about Dr. Octavius.
1: Yes. It's this brand new character in Destiny World.
0: Had you watched these movies before Spider-Man No Way Home? No. Exactly. So, technically, he was a brand new character to you.
1: Well... He what? Well, no, because i seen him in No Way Home.
0: But he was a brand new character to you in the end.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Fake fan.
1: I am. Okay, so, yes. If you did not know, Netflix put, like, all of the Spider-Man movies on. Well,
0: they put all the old Spider-Man movies on.
1: Yes. And I decided, actually, I had put them on my list for us to watch together since I had never seen them. I had only seen, that, seen the MCU ones. Sorry, it is what it is. My family just didn't grow up watching superhero movies. And I caught Dakota watching the second one without me the other day. And I'm like, hello. I thought we were going to watch these together. And he was like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to. Well, I, and I, I was like, know. yes. So let's start with number one.
0: So we started at number one, which I... I I have just watched so many times. It's never my go to. It's it's like the first two Harry Potter movies. I've just watched them so much because those were the movies I grew up with, along with Phantom Menace. For Star Wars, I just can't watch them anymore. Like I know what happens to the T, and I hope there's other people that's like that out there because I just can't. Like if I go back to rewatch the Harry Potter see- series. I started Prisoner Ask. I grew up watching Sorcerer Stone and Chamber of Secrets, and I've watched Prisoner Askman just as much. But as far as me going back to a movie, watch if I'm watching the Harry Potter series, I start at Prisoner Askman now.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel that, and I feel that like most people probably feel
0: that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you just to me, we're we're past the origin stories at that point in the Harry Potter series, so. Yeah. I mean, we're still getting origin stories, but characters are already already established, and it is full-fledged building at that point. So that's how I feel about it. I feel the same way with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which 3 is my favorite. You haven't got to watch it yet. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch it hopefully in the next couple days. 2 is my my close second, and again, the the first one I've just watched so much, I just don't want to watch it anymore even though the green goblin is a awesome villain. I put him up there to like joker status.
1: I have to say he was like pretty good, you know. I my th- so I feel like I need to just we need to break it up. up. Like let's talk about number 1 and then let's talk about number 2. Cuz for yeah. me like like I have like one question about number one. What's that? Why does MJ have such fire red hair?
0: Oh my gosh, I know. And it's like it's not a by any means a natural red. No, it is like it's
1: not even close.
0: It is like like crayon red. Yes. The color red for crayons. It's not it not mm-hmm. not a ginger color.
1: Yeah. So, like it's an unnatural red color, but I didn't I mean it was kind of a statement, so
0: I'm glad they quickly fixed it,
1: well, yeah, so then they took it away for the second movie, and it's like, what the heck happened?
0: but they did it in a way though like honestly like i've I've watched all of these movies so much. And I didn't catch it until you pointed out the other day that it was blonde and I'm like, oh, Well, God, I think it, it was
1: like strawberry blonde, which is technically considered a red. I don't know. We'll
0: see in the next day or so when we watch three, but I think they they get it a little bit more red again in three. Okay. I don't think it's as red as one, but it's I think it's redder than number two. So I I, how do you want to go with this? Do you want to talk about pros and cons? I mean, because it's not like we're really worried about spoilers. If you haven't watched any of these Spider-Man movies.
1: Spoiler alert! You are
0: 20 years behind the mark. Exactly 20 years from the first movie. The yeah. first movie is officially 20 years old.
1: Yeah.
0: Welcome to feeling old.
1: Um, I'm trying to think, like, if I have any specific questions or feelings. I was surprised by how much I actually liked it. Really? Yes. I really expected to not like it and I was totally wrong. I liked
0: it. It I I've always liked it and it's aged very well, in my opinion. The CGI, like there is moments CGI is bad.
1: And the first one for sure. But
0: but the CGI is no worse than some of the scenes in some of the modern MCU movies. I mean, and I'm not taking jabs here. I'm not throwing jabs either. But we can all agree there was some pretty rough CGI in the Black Panther movie. There's some pretty rough CGI. And oh, what was it? Uh, not not Guardians. Um, I know in Iron Man 3 there was. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. So there, there's been movies in the current MCU with pretty bad cGI and this movie did really good, which as you know Sam Rainey had the reins for all three of the spider-man movies yeah so
1: he like definitely the second movie was like more of a like like scary ish but in a,
0: a lot of jumps yeah of jump but it
1: was like good I wasn't like yeah. scared of it.
0: One thing in typical Sam Raimi fashion, because I even, I even felt this in Multiverse of Madness. I'm sitting there throughout the movie going, okay, we've gotten so much information. Why is the movie not ended yet? Like, I feel like we'll be at the hour and 15 mark, and I feel like I've been watching this movie for two and a half hours already.
1: They did feel like very long movies.
0: They They really hammer in, like, all the details. And they do... But you have to commend them that they do it in a way that it's not, they do it in a way that you can, that they can fit it all in a two hour movie. Because at the end of the day, all all three of these movies are two hour long movies. So the fact that they were able to do all this and it not, it not be miserably long.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel like that. Other than the fact it was light out when we started watching it, and it was dark by the time we got done with it last night, that was the only part that I was like, mm. but other than that, yeah.
0: It typical movie movie theater. You go into the movie when it's light, and then you feel sick when you come out and it's dark. <laughs>
1: really, that's about how it goes.
0: <laughs> it, I, what would be one of, some of your favorite more favorite parts of the first one Hmm. i guess would be the thing to ask
1: i don't feel like i have a favorite part of the first one
0: i will say after watching the first one it gave me so much more appreciation for no way home and the fact of how they were able to encapsulate all of the bad guys Again, especially Green Goblin. And
1: yeah, because I feel like you don't see a whole lot of him. I mean, I haven't seen the third movie, but I feel like we don't get a whole lot of Green Goblin in this
0: series. Well, Green Goblin, other than the first movie, he's in he, No Way Home. That's the only two that he's in.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's...
0: But that's the kind of the problem with the Spider-Man universe. There's so many spotty villains. It, I mean, it there, it's insane. There's tons of them, but... Also, in the same fashion with the Batman movies, there's a ton of villains. And mainstream media kind of only focuses on the main one. With with Spider-Man, you get Green Goblin, Sandman. You, you get the really big, the big name ones. Batman, same thing. Joker, stuff like that. I so. do
1: have to say, one thing that I've really liked about both of the movies is that... I feel like we get these villains, and the story is wrapped up in one movie. Green mm-hmm. Goblin, Doctor Octavius, like I, it felt like really complete stories. Yeah,
0: yeah the the villains the villains are isolated to their movies, and which coming out of the first one into the second one, really the only thing you're held up on that you had to know from the first movie. Is really just Harry, uh, Harry Osborne, and how he saw Spider Man bringing his dad's yeah. lifeless body back. So it's, yeah, like that's really the only thing that's like transitions over, and then the relationship between Mary Jane and Peter. So that's other than that, that's about it. I mean, that's the biggest restraints. To needing to see the first one. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you could honestly pick in, pick up, and watch the second one with no frame of reference and be fine. You know, you don't have you don't have to have the first one there. But most likely, everybody's already seen it, anyways. Especially if you unless are, you're me. <laughs> well, now you have. But I think my biggest complaint about the movie is. There is some random scenes where <laughs> Mr. Osborn is, he's a little, a little hot and heavy, you know. He, in the
1: second one?
0: In the first one. Mr. Osborn. Harry's dad. Oh, sorry. The Green Goblin. Sorry. <laughs>
1: You, this shows how close that I paid attention to it. She
0: plays, she doesn't pay attention to anything. She just listens. She, No matter what we're watching, she plays on her phone the whole entire Hush. time.
1: Hush. <laughs> That's
0: not nice. As she's currently playing on her computer. I'm not
1: playing on it, I'm doing work on it for work.
0: She's playing in a t shirt. Don't let her lie to you guys. Okay,
1: but I don't have time to do it any other time, and I really want to make this shirt for work.
0: <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. In after edit, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so, I think the biggest complaint I have with the first one is the fact that it is a little aggressive. I understand that the goblin is is there and um and is heavily influencing his mood and everything else. But it is he it, it, it's almost not obnoxious sometimes.
1: Yeah. So I picked up on that.
0: So, and then, and his son Harry is completely oblivious and then, and then goes into the second movie as, like, a, he's, like, a completely changed man and really smart all of a sudden.
1: Okay, a complaint that I have about the Green Goblin is I don't think that they make it very clear that, like, mirrors are, like, the doorway into the Green Goblin. Like, like, I, you know, like, that's how we see them, like, communicating and stuff. But, like, they don't really explain it very clearly why and, like, what about what he did turn him into the Green Goblin and you just kind of, like, figure out, oh, I guess they communicate when we see, when we see mirrors. Because in No Way Home, there's, like, a little shard of a mirror and he's, like, like, the Green Goblin is talking to him. and
0: So, the mirror isn't, so the mirror is just a, like is that is the clue to the audience so they they're referencing this as almost like a personality disorder gotcha so they what he went through with the serum it it kind of implements a a demon in, or awakes a demon in him almost but it's not him to a degree, like I, it's hard to explain, but that's how they're representing it as a as a personality disorder. So he is he is conflicted, and that's why they're using the mirror is so that when you're when he's looking in the mirror and he's seeing Goblin instead of himself, that's just how they're trying to do it. Is just to be like that.
1: Well. One thing I think is interesting is in both Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, both of the villains, like, aren't, like, both of their villain ways, they're not in control of their bodies. It's, like, a separate personality.
0: Yeah, and to some degree, yes. So, like, you have with Goblin, you know, Goblin takes over Mr. Osborne. And in the second one, you have the Nanotech and the AI takes over on, um, on Dr. Dr. Octavius. Octavius. Sorry, I was about to say something else. So, yeah, it's a... I, th- I, like, it. I like how they represented it.
1: I just think it's neat that that's kind of what it comes down to. Like, at the end of the day, these could both be, like, really good people who just happen to, like, have made some bad decisions when it comes to, like... Like yeah. you know, wanting to advance technology and everything.
0: Yeah, so I think that's they really reference that with Doctor Octavius that the AI truly takes over, and and once that inhibitor chip is broke, there's nothing stopping the AI from controlling his mind. Mm-hmm. Where with Goblin, it's a case that it's bringing all, out all the pure evil that's in uh Mr. Osborne. Yeah. So and I'm sorry I keep saying Mr. Osborne because like I walked into this knowing his name but as soon as I said Harry Osborne I completely forgot his his dad's name so I'm just saying Mr. Osborne until it comes across my memory. So and realistically when I listen back to all this I'll remember it. That's what one.
1: we always do.
0: So but yeah, that's Doc Doctor Octavius, it shows his redemption in the end. He overpowers the AI and saves everyone. He under he even says he is not gonna die a villain.
1: Yes, I caught that last night.
0: And so he is he's genuinely not a bad person, but it's also representative that mister Osborne is kind of a... He's a he's not a bad businessman, but he's a greedy businessman. And... And the goblin is just bringing out the worst parts of him of an already bad man. Mm-hmm. So... That's... I guess that's... I guess that's where we can leave the first movie at. I, I want to rate it, though. I think we should rate it just in the possibility that we do end up watching the remaining ones... Because we've already talked about doing the Amazing Spider-Man series.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not stopping now.
0: Yeah. I mean, we went way back in time. I mean, we we went back we went through and watched all the MCU movies. And now, technically, these are a part of the MCU. So, we have to watch them all again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. On a scale of what?
0: Stu, one, 1 to 10. 1 to
1: 10. First one. Or do
0: okay. We want to be creative. 1 to 8 for spiders have eight legs.
1: Okay. Scale of one to eight because spiders have eight legs.
0: Let's do that. Do
1: spiders have eight legs or six legs? Eight legs. No, octopuses have eight legs.
0: Spiders have eight
1: legs. I don't think spiders have eight legs. I think they have six. Yes, I'm looking this up right now because... I'm just
0: going to let you be proven wrong.
1: No, I'm just making sure we're doing this right. That's what-
0: spiders that's what separates spiders and insects okay
1: they have eight legs yes eight they insects. Have six eyes yeah okay i didn't know
0: on their eyes because i thought it was different for each spider okay
1: so on a scale of one to eight i would give it i'm gonna give it a solid like five and a half it's a good origin story while the CGI is not the greatest, it's like... It's
0: aged very well.
1: I, I wouldn't say very well. It's aged. I think that the upside-down kiss is iconic. That red hair is iconic. You know... the
0: Pretty much the over-exaggeration of every aspect of this, movie is what kind of way it made it Yeah, he like, had an
1: Aunt May and an Uncle Ben, you know... Well, he,
0: it, it's... One of the only, well, it is the only Spider-Man movie I think that actually shows Uncle Ben dying. I may be wrong. I no, haven't watched Amazing uh, Spider-Man.
1: No, the uh, the animated one into
0: the Spideyverse. That's oh. that's that's not Peter Parker.
1: Oh, well we still see the we still see the
0: Uncle Ben Die. That's not Uncle Ben. That's that's a uncle, but that's not uncle Okay,
1: ben. but I still <laughs> think it's like this thing. No,
0: you can't mix Uncle Ben with nobody else. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Okay.
0: But he, I think this is the only time we actually see Uncle Ben dying
1: also who knew that there were such big houses like right outside of new york i mean we
0: consider those big houses they
1: are for new right outside of new New york York, and they're real close to the city do you see how fast he makes it to the bus stop that gets him to school i mean it's in the city he's got to walk in the city to get there i
0: don't think he went to school in the city when in the first movie i think he moves to the city after he graduates, but while he's in school, he's outside the city. But you he, see
1: what I'm talking about. He the talks to up. Mary J.
0: about moving to the city when he graduates. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you know what
0: I'm saying, though. Yeah. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four and a half, just so it doesn't, just so it has a passing grade, because it is a good movie. It has a lot of good information. I am gonna say it's aged very well for. For what it is, because think about all the other superhero movies that are now twenty years old yeah. that are watchable, that and I say watchable from the point that that you actually want to go back and watch. Yeah, we went. We rewatched all the X Men movies not too long ago, and I have to say, like some of those did not live up to how great they were when I, <laughs> as a as I was really? a child. Yeah, because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't notice the bad CGI. You don't you don't notice that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now that we've grown up and we've been spoiled with such good CGI and in some of these movies and stuff, I mean, let's be realistic. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy and how well it's done. Look at how well Infinity War is done and Multiverse of Madness. So we're spoiled to... And then go, we go, went back and watched this movie and there was only like two instances that I was like, ooh, that's a little rough. I mean, we watched a movie not too long ago that we were watching we are like, ooh, the CGI is really rough in this.
1: What movie was that?
0: Uh, it was a Marvel movie. Uh, we were talked about it not too long ago. Was it
1: Miss Marvel?
0: Mm, no. No, it wasn't. I can't or was
1: remember. it the Eternals?
0: It was the Eternals. That's what it was. Gosh. Yeah. I, have, I, I have a complaint. It's such a big complaint with the MCU right now because nobody's addressing the fact that there's a giant hand sticking out of the earth from that movie.
1: <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that.
0: I I think that's what they're hoping for. That everybody's just forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, they they threw a lot of a lot of stuff at the wall to see what would stick with that one.
0: But I'm going to say four out of five, because it, to me, it genuinely has aged well. I do think for this to have been, back in the day, would have been a really long movie at two, coming in at two hours, because you think about it, most most movies, live action, about an hour and a half, hour, you know, hour and 20 minutes at the most, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't very long movies. A 90-minute movie was really common, for so that for this one to come in at two hours and like three minutes... It's a long movie. Yeah, that so, is a long movie. But it gets, it does get that... The reason I gave it that half point is because of the Goblin. He, as far as it, going past Spider-Man, one of the best villains that we could see within the MCU. And I would like to see... I don't think they could ever replace the actor who, who portrayed him. But... I would like to see somebody else give it another go at one point and see a modern, really uh, oh yeah see a modern rendition of the Goblin because we
1: it, did though and uh, no way home
0: yeah but that that was also feeding off of past stuff and we'll never you know like it, that's done now we know that's from another universe I want to see what Goblin would be like in the MCU because I mean, we might you
1: never we know could. we might we could.
0: but just think just think about how. Gruesome he is, and he is one of the big big bats in the Spideyverse. So yeah, for like I'm, an
1: entire movie.
0: He plays a lot bigger role in the comics. So. I was just saying,
1: I like. Oh, I, I know what you're saying. Did. Like, I
0: know what you're saying. Yeah, but I think we should start on no or. Uh, I think we should start on Spider-Man 2 now. Ooh. Which was, in my opinion, the font for the titles in these movies was amazing.
1: Okay, let me... Okay, starting with Spider-Man 2, that intro sequence, like the intro credits. Yeah, really freaking cool. All the different stills from what the other movie, mm-hmm. I was like blown away by it. It was so cool.
0: Yeah, it's very, very good. I mean, the... The thing that always impressed me impresses me with the second one is it, it, I, there's so much but it has to be the end scene or the closing scene with dr. Octavius when he is taking you know the nuclear thing that he's got going on into the water and I know it's a little rough c g i there but that whole entire scene was CGI'd and from mm-hmm. 2003, 19 years ago. So, that it looks phenomenal for the fact it was that old. Yeah,
1: it did look pretty good.
0: So, I, I, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I want to hear some pros and cons from you on this one.
1: So, pros... I think that the storyline of Spider Man losing his powers is really cool, but on this con side of that very thought, why, like why did he lose them? It doesn't explain very well.
0: I think I think the reason he lost them was for the fact almost like a stress thing, because he was stressed to the point where we we see this in other superhero movies where superheroes lose their powers just because of stress and in the fact of like failure well we kind of see it in Stranger Things and yeah, and I'm re-watching it right now so I'm in the season finale of <laughs> of three so it's a little fresh on my mind but in Stranger Things Ale loses her powers av- and it they portray it as like a fact that she like overused them and like took advantage of it and I think that's kind of where they came from with this Spider-Man took advantage of the fact that he had powers and was just Using them to use them, and on top of being stressed and everything, kind of like he just didn't deserve it anymore.
1: Also, I and this kind of goes back to the first movie. Why was MJ like all of a sudden like in love with Peter Parker?
0: Yeah, I think so. It mentions it toward the end, but I think realistically, she started. She started to realize. That Peter was Spider Man or had something to do with Spider Man. More, you than,
1: really think that?
0: Yeah, I think she was. She's smart enough that she realized the coincidence that he was not. He was not only the photographer for her, for. You know, he was not only the photographer for Spider Man, but.
1: But I'm talking he, about even in the first movie because we see her like. Like get turned down by him, and so like this goes okay. So like I understand it more in the second movie, and like I understand in the first movie why he's in love with her. They make it very clear. Like yeah, what my whole thing is like, why was she in love with him at the end of the first movie? Yeah,
0: it's. I wish I could give you a better answer for that, to be honest, because that is they do really put it on hard this movie. Yes, they do. And and not to and it's not going to give anything away, but uh like coming into the third movie, it's like the a drastic opposite. Like when you watch the third movie, and you'll get to experience that this week. Okay. So you'll see what I'm talking about in that, but it is, yeah, it is a odd. It's an odd thing because they they really do they are like pretty much the desperate the the desperate acting peter that we get in the first movie is what we get from mary jane in this one yeah and, and it's i just don't i don't recall ever reading or watching even a mary jane be that way toward peter it's always been like from a degree that like peter's really reaching out of his league For Mary Jane.
1: And she just like literally can't like help herself. Like she just wants to be with him so bad. Like she is so not obsessed. But she's constantly thinking about him and comparing everything to him.
0: Yeah. That's. Yeah. I I agree with that. That is. I can get on board with that complaint. Mm -hmm. I have to Mm -hmm. say some of my pros though. Is. Besides that, they, and this is more of a pro for Sam Raimi, they do a really good job of coming in and going, okay, we're going to make sure there's nothing that can poke holes into our story. We're going to close all of our loose ends. Which, unfortunately, I do think that kind of made the movie feel long in some points. Because, like, the ending part of the movie, like, we see Dr. Octavius take the orb into the water, you know, the sun in the palm of his hand. And it's like six or seven cutscenes later when we finally get credits because they're tying up all these story ends. And I'm like, okay guys, like I I know at this point they probably hadn't announced a third movie yet or been approved for one. But it's like, okay guys, like leave something there. We we don't have to have answers for everything now. Yeah. And and they weren't, like, some of them, like, the whole wedding scene, like, I complained to you yesterday about the wedding scene.
1: You did, we, and we I got, thought we needed it, but you were like, no.
0: I I felt like it was just an understanding that she left the wedding. So, I, I just, yeah, I, I just, I felt like they went really hard on the fact of, of tidying up the story. Which is fine. I, I guess I can't complain too much about it because we do get some shows and movies nowadays that let they leave so many open ends and loopholes. Uh, yes,
1: yes. I watched one recently. I
0: I guess and I I'm I'm basically get Star Wars fans all over me for this, but I guess I've been so used to Star Wars and all their content here lately, leaving so many open ends, and Disney just being like, "Don't worry about it. It's okay." don't think about it too hard.
1: Speaking of Star Wars, I have to ask if you've ever had we're we're going to sidetrack because I'll probably forget if I don't do this right now. And if you are the person that like sent me these text messages today, like shout out to you for like adding to the podcast this week. Okay. Have you ever thought about like Han Solo as, like, you having a man crush on him. Is that, like, a thing where people have, like, man crushes on Han Solo?
0: I think for the generation above me, yes. Uh, people from, like, our parents' generation. Yeah. yeah. They're, he was, he's portrayed as a very attractive male.
1: Uh, but I'm talking about for our generation, then.
0: You want to know who's, who that person is for our generation? Kylo
1: Ren? No,
0: Ryan Reynolds.
1: Oh, I thought we were
0: talking about in the Star Wars universe. Oh, is Star Wars universe possibly Kylo Ren? I mean, he's just, just a little overboard with it. Uh, really and truly, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, let's get it right. That's a sexy man. I, I
1: have to say, I was thinking that when I was reading these earlier today. I
0: mean, have you seen his beard? I, mean, I he, thought... had, he had a mullet in Attack of the Clones. You tell me that's not a bad man. He could have had a El camino and everything in his backyard. I
1: think in the Kenobi show, he was giving like, like hot middle-aged man vibes.
0: He was getting there, and I've
1: never felt that way about a middle-aged man before.
0: <laughs> no, but
1: so so worse. So what you're saying is that in our generation, it's not really common for people to have man crushes on him. On
0: Han Solo, yeah. Not 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 him really because now people see him as as his current age he's an old man
1: would you say back in the day that he was frat boy material
0: yeah
1: oh i would never describe him as frat boy material
0: yeah he's he's just like i'm not gonna say larger than life character but he his headspace is larger than life in the movies i mean the if it doesn't... Okay, here's the best thing to prove mm-hmm. his he's got a frat boy mentality. Leia says, I love you, and he goes, I know. Like, he can't say it back to her. He has to be cocky and be like, I know. I knew already. Get on my level. You know, like, he had to be that okay. way. Okay. And that's, I guess that's probably why so many people are attracted to him, because they were like, I want to be that guy. And nobody really wanted to be like Luke because Luke was like the little desk nerd. That's like, Ooh, would you
1: say that Luke whines a lot? Yes. Would you say that it's okay though, because of Darth Vader being his dad? No. And I just want to thank the Mystery Anonymous person out there who sent me these text messages. You know who you are, and you're probably listening to this. Mm -hmm. And I will most definitely have given you a heads up that we just had this little segment on today's episode.
0: Yeah, so, and I may clip this little portion and put it in, like, its own little bonus episode, just so it's... Oh no. Well, yeah, cuz it's completely it's start-ward. I know,
1: but it made me think of it. We can get... talk about multiple things in one but episode. I just don't want it
0: to get lost in this episode cuz this is a re- it's really good. I don't conversation.
1: <laughs> okay. We could
0: put this on on our title sequence for Spotify.
1: <laughs> oh my It is really funny. Like I have just literally never heard of anyone Having a man crush, especially that's our age on Han Solo, like not, that is like dad material right there. Yeah,
0: nowadays, like people our parents' age would be would be more prone for him. You know, just like that, you don't really see many people from our generation that's like, gawking over Leia nowadays. Like, no. not like not saying that she wasn't a beautiful woman in those movies. But we kind of see her as her current age. We don't see her as that character anymore. And so I'm just kind of saying it like that. But at the end of the day, the man who holds the title right now, beyond anything, is Ryan Reynolds no that's a beautiful man that
1: but i would not say that
0: like you obviously i know somebody on here's listening that's 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 a male and has also seen the stuff and feels the same way but i'm applauding anybody who wants to take the time to just go look up anything about ryan reynolds like it is a massive thing i see something constantly between tiktok or Reddit or Facebook or just something where people are talking about him. Like the, I literally like,
1: oh, never see anything.
0: The thing I saw today, like while we're speaking of this, thing I saw today was somebody posted, "What's the female version of Ryan Reynolds?" And when you clicked in the comments, and it's like, "Hi, huh, jokes on you!" It's still Ryan Reynolds. He's for everybody. And it's <laughs> like that's like that's the kind of stuff. That's there. Like, Ryan Reynolds has hit that point where he doesn't even have an equivalent of the opposite sex. He is the opposite sex.
1: I just don't agree with that.
0: But you're not a guy. We're talking about from the guy perspective here. Okay. Like, for main crush.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay, anyway, since you're <laughs> apparently going to cut this out and give it its own segment, let's segue back into Spider-Man I 2. Think this would be fun.
0: I, just like, I think this would be a cool little segue.
1: Okay, okay.
0: I've forgotten where we're at in Spider-Man 2, so it's going to be a really awkward <laughs> jump. I'm going to have to plug something in that we cut, we cut something out here. Because I've completely forgot what we're talking about. So, if
1: you're still with us, then you have just got done listening to us talking about Spider-Man 2, which you don't know.
0: I'll leave this in the episode and then just cut it out and also post it by itself so it's a fun topic. Okay, yeah. I
1: can get on board with that.
0: Because You didn't
1: expect me to ask you these things, did you? No,
0: I feel bad for the audience because I have forgotten what we were talking (laughs) about and we're going to come in. And they're going to be listening. If I cut this out, it's going to, we're going to be talking away. And then all of a sudden we're going to come back and have a completely different conversation. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. so.
0: I think I was talking about my pros to the, to the movie. <laughs> I don't know. But, oh yeah, I was. It was my pro and con both together. And then I had an additional pro. Uh, Pro and con at the end of the day for me is the fact that they, they spent a lot of time tidying up ends. To every, mm-hmm. to every part of the story, which is great, but it's also so aggravating to some degree. It, it just is. But it is what it is. My other thing, though, is Dr. Octavius is such a good character. And I'm not going to say such a good villain, because he's not necessarily a good villain. Because I don't
1: think he... I don't really see him as a villain.
0: I get tired of hearing... I have the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. He said that three times in this movie. I'm I heard him like, twice.
1: I I didn't hear the third time though. I'm
0: like I just wanted to be and Spider-Man is near him every time he says it. I'm like, "We know. We know. Just do what you got to do." <laughs> and oh my gosh, I have I just thought of another complaint I had. What? Why is the objective to shut down the machine both times is for Spider-Man to rip the giant outlets and cords out from the machine instead of just turning it off. Or, I'm sure there was some type of fail-safe in this machine that could shut it down properly.
1: Clearly not. Because,
0: because both times... Because it times, failed
1: the first time.
0: Well, both times, Spider-Man... Well, it failed the first time because he Dr. Octavius wouldn't shut it down. and He was by the controls to shut it down. So that's kind of understandable. But for the second time... Like, Spider-Man tries to shut it down the same exact way, and I'm like, "Why?" while Dr. Octavius is over in the corner going, I have the power of the sun in the palm of my hands.
1: I mean, Spider-Man never claimed to be a smart man.
0: He is a smart man, though.
1: But, like, book smart, and I feel like this falls under the category of common sense.
0: He, yeah, I can get on board with that, actually. Yeah. I was going to say, because book smart wise, yes, because he was questioning Dr. Octavius on the inhibitor switch and everything Mm -hmm. prior to the use of it. So, but I I like Dr. Octavius. I like the arc they give him. I think he's a really good character. And like I said, I'm not going to say a villain because I, I frankly don't think he's a good villain, but they did a really good job redeeming his arc. And then... To add a segue to the other to No Way Home, they did it all again without making it seem, you know, like it was on rewind. You know they.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that when we were watching it, like he has two very different stories, and
0: and, and for them, because you got to think MCU, Doctor Octavius went in No Way Home. Is we get him essentially like right before he turns that thing on again yeah so you know he he still hates peter and he knows it's peter so it actually would be right after he turned it on so yeah like you gotta think that's we get two completely different arc redemptions for him and both of them are equally as amazing but that same can be said for the goblin which it's not really arc Arc redemptions. He dies in one and then almost dies the same exact way, but mm-hmm. he gets stopped, which, uh, whatever. <laughs> I still think Tom Holland, Peter Parker, should have yanked that or yeeted that <laughs> board into his. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're going to cut that out. <laughs> Let me restart. I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still think.
1: Oh my gosh! If you're hearing these <laughs>, laughs right now, you've just missed a part that got cut out due to our family-friendly rating. What if I just
0: bleep it out like I did in the trailer episode last <laughs> week? Know. I'll just bleep it out, <laughs> so it's. <laughs> but I still think he should have yeeted that board <laughs> straight into his chest. <laughs> that's that's how I feel okay, about it. Okay, for
1: all the, those non. Southerners, aka Alabamians, out there. What does yeeted mean?
0: He's like throwing really aggressively, hard and far. There
1: you go. It's
0: far unless it's changed. I mean, I'm old technically now, so it's <laughs> I'm probably way behind the times. I don't think
1: people say that anymore. I think that's gonna fall into like the old people dictionary. Well, you know what?
0: I'm gonna keep using it because I think it's hilarious. I think it's a well. It's funny fun, the
1: way you said it. The I first think it's off. a
0: fun way to express throwing something as hard as You're possible. You're
1: like, I think he should have yeeted that beat board right into his chest.
0: I wouldn't put a bleep over you too just so it seems like you did it too. I'm i, would've, I would've just going to put a bunch of random bleeps in this episode.
1: Oh my goodness. This this episode is so all over the place, but that's what I love about doing this. It's coming
0: off the rails quick.
1: Yeah, but I think I I would like to go ahead and put this out there. I think this is like our best episode yet. I hope so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. Was I was
1: a little distracted at first, but it's really like picked <laughs> up because I'm no longer designing my t-shirt.
0: So, I they I think they do a good job redeeming his art, Not once, but twice. They they do great. He's just he's a good character. I hate the fact though that they. All the storylines they tied up, and they gave him no opportunity to have, like, remorse or sadness for his dead wife.
1: Oh, yeah. like he, I don't totally remember No Way Home. I think now that I've seen these, definitely going to watch No Way Home again and look yeah. at it from a different point of view. That's why
0: I think it will be good to watch all of them and then watch that one again. Because then we'll have the perspective of all the characters. I I do... Like, I just, I hate the fact that, because it shows when he's sitting with Peter and his wife and they're having dinner and everything, that he Uh genuinely loves his wife. And they're like a, they're a solid team. They love each other. They work together. And he causes her to die and feels nothing about it. And I don't know, and it may be the AI, where the AI is still taking over on his body. But even in his last moments, when he has taken back control, he's still (laughs) like, he it doesn't give him the opportunity to to have remorse over it, and I hate that because they any other villain or bad character or per, person they're trying to redeem an arc for, that's had a spouse die. That's their whole reason for being bad, mm-hmm. and his wasn't. Which that may be why he's yeah. such a good character because he was truly polluted by the. AI
1: yeah that's one way to look at it, so well, let's give our rating on a scale of one to eight
0: one to eight. you wanna go first on this one? yeah, I wanna say a six okay, so that would be a seventy five ish somewhere in there, so it's c it's passing
1: i would I was gonna give it a six and a half i really enjoyed this one
0: yeah it's a fun movie i think if you like this one you're gonna really like three three is my favorite no matter what it out of all the spider-mans it stays high. and i'm sorry our dogs are getting a little (laughs) rowdy in the background
1: like crap they're like okay guys like your hour without us is up it's time to come back and hang out
0: They've been really needy here lately. Well, needy toward me. They don't want anything to do with Destiny here really. No,
1: that's not true. The Golden Retriever wants to be with me 24-7. Like, she literally follows me but around in the morning.
0: if me and you are together in the room, she tends <sighs> to go to me right no, now. No,
1: <laughs> no, no, because if I pay her any attention, she's right over there to me.
0: It's your lie. to how you want uh,
1: Whatever. Okay, <laughs> we have a few minutes left, so...
0: I, I'm going to say six. B- basic reasons why I, I gave it a six was the the, C- the CGI toward the end does downgrade it a little bit. The, it feels like they got lazy in the final scene. Uh, other than that, the rest of the movie is really good. There's a few things that does feel downgraded from the first movie. I... Kind of it. I give it two points for the fact that they tidy up all the storylines, but then I take mm-hmm. a point away for the fact that they so aggressively did it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna leave it at six. It it was truly a good movie. I like it. It's still it's still on the board for one of one of the greatest superhero movies. Wow.
1: Well, I said mine six and a half. I just enjoyed it. Don't really have much more to add other than that. That's good. So we can either go on and talk about what we talked about, talking about, along with this this week, or we could tie up this episode here because we're already like 45 minutes in because we got derailed by Star Wars.
0: I say we close it out for today. Okay. And if we want to add to the other part, I can clip it and we can come back in and... Add to it if we want.
1: That sounds good. I hope everyone has a good week. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Really hope that you enjoyed the Star Wars part. And shout out to like that anonymous person that sent me those text messages because you're the real MVP for this episode. And
0: we're gonna clean up Destiny's party mouth on this episode. Oh my gosh! Shut up. up and bleep! I'm gonna bleep that too, make it sound <laughs> like something else came out. Just stop. <laughs> Alright, guys. I hope y'all had fun this episode, and have a great week. Alright, bye! Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Broadcast Nerd Hour.
1: Please like, follow, and share wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review, and check us out on TikTok at the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Peace out, nerds.